My communication device, which sat on my bedroom nightstand, rang. I tried to ignore it. I just crawled under the covers after spending hours looking at my notes again a few minutes earlier. It rang again. I rolled over and glanced at the time on my Quan pad. Two o'clock o'clock in the morning. Who was calling me at two o'clock o'clock in the morning? When it didn't stop ringing. I reached over and grabbed the receiver. I put it to my ear and said, Hello? The information you need is at the graveyard next to the supervisor's citadel. And you are? Let's just call me Dark Horse. How do I know that I can trust you? You don't, but if you want the answers you seek, you are going to have to take the chance that I am telling you the truth. What do I do when I get there? The same thing you have been doing. Then the line went silent. I tried to get back to sleep for the next few hours before I threw back the covers and headed to the shower. An hour later, I knelt in the graveyard, taking soil samples. My nose detected a strong, offensive odor. Wrinkling it, I stood, wiping off my jeans. I followed the smell to the other side of the yard. It led me to a clearing. The ground covered by leaves and debris. The stench almost overpowered me. I bent down and dug through the debris until I uncovered what appeared to be a makeshift door. I pulled it open to reveal an underground tunnel. As I ventured inside, I repulsed at the odor. There was no doubt in my mind that this was where the poisoning was taking place. I held my nose and moved into the tunnel. Only the light of my Quan pad illuminated my pathway. I stepped in liquid that did not feel as light as water but had more of the consistency of mud. I shone my Quan pad around. I could see that the liquid reached my calves and appeared to be red in nature. Then it felt as if something bit at my legs below the calves. I grabbed the small bags from my pockets and scooped up some of the liquid, then sealed them shut. I moved out of the tunnel and covered it back up. Instead of returning to my abode, I jumped in the vehicle I rented and drove it to the university. I badged in and headed to my laboratory, where I tested the small bags of liquid. Hours later, I reached a definite conclusion. The liquid in the tunnel was a man-made solution indigoids called Joseph Olive. From my research, they used the solution to dissolve trash, which begged the question. Did the supervisors know? Is that why the liquid was underground? Was it hidden? Did they know and were trying to keep it a secret? Did they not know how to fix the problem? Were they trying to fix it? I did not know, but questions kept swirling around in my mind. I knew I would get no sleep if I returned to my bed. Instead, I grabbed my Quan pad and hacked into the government computer system. I had to know if the supervisors knew about this. I'd worked with them for so long in my timeline, trying to help the people of India 7. I found it hard to believe they could have known about this. I felt a sinking feeling in my gut, though, like something sinister was happening that I needed to uncover. I didn't know what. I didn't know why. I only knew I had to find the truth, whatever it may be. Every day for the next week, I spent my days in the laboratory, trying to fix the dying planet. Every night I hid my computer's signature as I searched the supervisor databases for any documents leading to the purpose for the Joseph Olive. When I had almost given up hope, the communication device signaled. I picked it up almost absent-mindedly. The same voice as before revealed, the files you are looking for have been erased from the main computer system. You have to locate the files. Rex Morgan knows the truth. He has been sworn to secrecy. By whom? That's what you have to figure out. Then the line disconnected. Where did that leave me? That left me with a planet that was dying. 
a planet whose soil was being poisoned underground where no one would see unless they were deliberately looking. Rex Morgan, Drew's great-great-grandfather, knew something about it. Once he figured out I was looking into the soil, he didn't tell me what he knew. Why? Because he was sworn to secrecy. By whom? By the supervisors? By the locks? By my family? Is that why they left India 7? Wait. What was Rex Morgan doing on India 7? From what I knew of Drew, and I'd known him a long time, his family lived on Earth, in Phoenix, Arizona. As far as I knew, there had never been contact between Earth and India 7 until 2132. Rex couldn't have lived that long. At least by no means which we knew about. Did Drew's family actually originate from India 7? Or did contact between Earth and India 7 occur earlier than originally thought? What did the prophetess have to do with it? And the chosen child? Why the story of the two empaths creating the chosen child? What did that have to do with the poisoned soil? I swung around until my feet met the floor. I made the bed, then quickly ducked into my closet and changed into a pair of military fatigues. I headed out the doors of my abode. A few minutes later, I pulled up to the university. I found my usual spot and parked the vehicle. I unlocked the seatbelt and opened the door. I moved out it and walked past the guards to the front doors. Couldn't sleep again, Greg Harwell, a tall, graying man with incredibly soulful, soft blue eyes, as if all the secrets of the universe lied in them, greeted. I'm trying to get to the bottom of the poisoned soil mystery, I muttered, flashing him a brief smile, then moved toward the front doors. You have all the answers you are going to get in there. I swung back around to see him and raised my eyebrow. You heard what I said. I know you are not dumb. I have been watching you. At first, it was just because you are so pretty. He pressed his shoulder to the wall behind him. As I started studying you, he continued, meeting my eyes, I notice you do not hang out with the other associates. You seem to be on a mission, wagging his thumb at me, and anything that distracts you from the mission is not tolerated. He bent his leg and rested the sole of his shoe against the wall. Why is this so important to you? Why is this so important to you that you are going to risk your life to find it? I would willingly risk my life to save the future generations of India 7 from suffering. If I do not stop why the soil is being poisoned, I countered, moving my back to the part of the wall next to him, this planet will start to die, no food will be able to grow, causing a planet-wide famine. People will die. You are starting to sound like that prophetess woman, spouting that nonsense about the promised child. Wait. I inched in front of him and demanded, how did you know about that? She will not make that prophecy for another 80 days. I searched his eyes and required, who are you really? Then I remembered Rex and Sidney Grace talking about the prophecy as well. How did they all know about it? He reached into his pocket and produced a syringe. I am about to be your worst nightmare. Just as he posed the needle to my arm, I concentrated hard on the date I left my own timeline. Before the needle entered my arm, I felt the now familiar sensation in my body.